Well, hey everybody, it's Stacy P. Locke. So glad you're here for another episode of God, Girlfriends, and Giggles. We're finding out how even in the junk, we can find joy. And remember, laughter is truly the best medicine. Well, hey y'all. It's Stacy P. Locke with Lamb's Ministry here again with you today. I just want to sit with you today and just have a girl talk. Anybody ready for some girl talk? So, how's life been treating you lately? Are you feeling defeated? Or maybe misunderstood? Or maybe just a little aggravated because you've been misjudged? Well, we're going to head on into the no stone zone today here on God, Girlfriends, and Giggles. Stay around for another episode coming at you today. All right. I don't know about you, but I have had my share of being judged. Judged for your hair color, your nails, what you're wearing. All of that is so outwardly, isn't it? It's just an outward judgment. And man, I have been guilty of judging others by what I see on the outside. And that is so not what God wants us to do. He does not want us to be judging one another based on appearance because I have learned when I do that, I can be so wrong because I can look at a situation and size it all up and think it's this and this and this. And all the while, I can be totally off base. And I'm so thankful that God has just helped me in this area not to be looking at a situation from my point of view, but truly taking it to the the Lord, getting in the word, finding out what the word says and waiting. Do not speak. Do not make a judgment. You know, we call them judgment calls for a reason because sometimes judgment is not truth. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have been feeling judged, maybe back up and see, have you been judging? Because a lot of times when I find myself feeling judged or thinking I'm misunderstood or something's going wrong in my life, if I take the time to investigate my heart with the Lord, then most often he exposes some things to me that I need to work on. And goodness gracious, I'm a handful. I'm all I can handle. I can't handle anybody else. I'll just be honest with you. I have to take care of me. So I want us to go into the no stone zone. And you might think, what in the world are you talking about? Well, I'm glad you're saying that because I am going to answer that question. As we head into the no stone zone here on God, Girlfriends, and Giggles, I want to take us to John chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, and I'm sure this is a story that is familiar to a lot of you, 
And it's about the woman that's caught in adultery. And I find it so intriguing that they say the woman was caught in adultery. Because as far as I know, it takes two to commit adultery. Hmm. But for some reason, we are looking at the woman here caught in adultery. So John chapter 8, starting with verse 1. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Nothing like a good shaming and humiliation, right? Verse 4, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Verse 6, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and he wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and he wrote in the dust. I'm going to stop right here and sit here for a second with you. And I want to look at this and I want to tell you that when people start pointing their finger at you and they start making judgments against you, just like Jesus did, he, he, he stayed quiet for a little bit. And then the religious crowd, the Pharisees, got louder and started demanding an answer. And then he, he rose up and said, You know, if you are worthy to throw the stone, go ahead. But if you can't throw the stone, you leave her alone. And I, I get such a blessing out of this seeing Jesus bend down and riding in the dirt. Many have said he started writing the sins of the others standing there. I choose to think he was writing a love letter to the, the woman that was shamed standing there. But whatever it is, I want to tell you that Jesus is always willing to get in the dirt for you. No matter how dirty you are, no matter how shameful you feel or you think your past or even present choices make you dirty, Jesus is always willing to get in the dirt with you. Your dirt does not hurt him. It does not stop him. It does not shame him. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your best friend. And he will get in the dirt with you, sister. I'm telling you, he's done it with me multiple times. And I don't have to hide my dirt from the Lord. He wants to get in there and help me with it. So let's, let's move on. So he had just stooped down and again wrote in the dust. Verse 9. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with a woman. Then Jesus stood up again 
and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. But here's what he told her to do. Go and sin no more. The beautiful thing about this is Jesus was there standing with her, willing to love her, but also willing to tell her the truth. You don't want to go through this again, my sweet, sweet daughter? Then go and sin no more. And I know our choices bring a lot of things to our lives, and that's a whole nother talk that we can have at a later date. But one of the things that stood out here also was when they drop their stones, they begin to do it by the oldest to the youngest. Think about that. The first one to drop their stone was probably the one with the most sin, the one that was oldest, because they've had more opportunities to mess up and sin. And so it's not by chance that they added that to the Bible. That was very important. The oldest to the youngest started dropping their stones. And I think about that scripture where much is given, much is required. And 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 also her sins are forgiven because she has she sinned much that she loves much. And I know when God has done so much for you, and I know he's done so much for me. I mean, more than I can ever ask for. He has helped me out of things so many times. And it's a lot of things that I created for myself because of my mouth or I've said too much or I've had a bad attitude or whatever. But God has been willing to rescue me. I may not have been called in adultery, but I sure have murdered with my tongue at times. And I've made, you know, bad choices and 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 just judged people. I may not have spoken it out, but in my heart, I judged people. And, you know, the Lord sees our heart. We can't hide anything from Him. I want to share a story with you um, that I, something I experienced. It was June of 2009. And I had gone over to, um, I live in North Georgia mountains, beautiful place I live in. And I had uh, gone across the mountain um, to uh, Blairsville, Georgia, which was about an hour or so from me. So I had to go through Helen and you, some of you may know where Helen is and had to go to Helen and then over to Blairsville through a mountain and came back through on my way back. I had lunch with a lady over there and I came back and I stopped at Betty's Country Store in Helen, Georgia, one of our favorite little places. My son, he loves the uh, no-bake uh, chocolate cookies, you know, with the peanut butter and the um, oatmeal and the cocoa and oh, that yumminess is <laughs> so yummy. They're no-bake. And so anyway, I always stop in and I would get him, a, you know, a few cookies. And so this day I turned in and normally in, in the month of June, Helen is so busy. And I would typically park across the street because the store's on one side of the road and you'd actually have to back out across two lanes of traffic. And I didn't like to do that. But this day there was no one on that side of the, the store. And so... I pulled in. I'm thinking I'm going to run in, get the cookies, come out. So I go in, get the cookies, and I come back out. And oh my goodness, there's this huge 
RV, like Cousin Eddie size RV, part beside my car. And I'm thinking, oh my Lord, please help me, <laughs> help me to get out of here. Because there was people everywhere. And so I said a little prayer and don't ever underestimate those little prayers you pray. And so I started backing up my car. And this was before I didn't have a car with a little um, camera on the back. This was 2009. So I was backing up. And the Lord told me, stop, it is not safe. And I put my foot on the brake. I hadn't even pushed the gas, but you know, when you let your foot off the brake, your car will normally roll. And so I started rolling and I immediately put the car, you know, my foot, uh, my foot on the brake and I looked and I checked my mirrors again. And all of a sudden from behind, I saw this man running toward the back of my car and he was waving his arms going, stop, stop, stop. So I put my car in park and I opened my door and I said, yes, sir, can I help you? You know, like a Southern lady would do. And he said, you ran over my mother. And I get out of my car. I'm like, what? And he's cussing and yelling at me and telling me, you ran over my mother. You ran over my mother. I go over to the side of my car. And here is this 80, I think she was 84. It was her birthday that day. And, and she was laying on the ground. Thank goodness my tire had not gone over her. But she was laying right there at my tire. If I had not listened to the voice of God and had not stopped, I would have easily started to roll over her. And we get her up and she's got a little scratched elbow from the gravel. She's, of course, rattled to death, you know, very scared. And I'm crying and I'm hugging her little neck and telling her I'm so sorry. And I didn't see her. I didn't know she was behind me. And and then her 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 son's like, Mama, what would what would I do if something happened to you? And she looked at her son and she said, it would have been OK because I would be in heaven with your daddy. And I was like. It wouldn't be okay with me, Miss Rosemary. That was her name. I said, I would not be okay if I'd hurt you. I never want to hurt anybody. And her son apologized for being upset with me and made sure I was okay. And we walked her to the car and got her in the car. And there was a nurse that came up and checked her out really well. And so we got her in the car. And then the nurse was walking me back to the car. And she's like, Stacy, are you okay? And I said, I will be. I was shaking. I said, I will be. She said, well, where do you live? Can we drive you home? And I said, no, I'm only about 20 minutes from home. I'll be okay. And she looked down. She says, oh my goodness, you've got blood on your hands. And when I had picked Miss Rose up, um, her blood got on my hands. And I said, oh my goodness, I'll, I'll go in the store and, and wash my hands. So I go into Betty's and I go to the restroom and I'm washing my hands. And, and as I am washing my hands and I see, I see her blood come off my hands and go down the drain. I'm sorry, y'all. But as I see her blood going down the drain, the Lord speaks to my soul. And he said, Stacy. Think about the people that were watching you back up and they were judging you. They were thinking she's probably on her phone. She may have a radio too loud and you were doing none of that. You were being very careful and something happened. And he said, when you judge people and you don't know what they're going through and you don't know the situation, he said, their blood is on your hands. 
oh my goodness, right there, I repented of every judgment that I had ever placed on anybody. And I asked the Lord to help me, to help me not judge people, to help me see them the way they see them and to keep my nose out of other people's business and be in my father's business. But I'm telling you that day, seeing that blood of another on my hands and going down that drain, it changed me. It changed the way I looked at people and the way I thought about things. And who am I to point my finger at another when I have three coming right back at me? And so that story has always reminded me of the grace of God because had it not been for grace covering me that day and covering Miss Rose and protecting us, some I could have had a really bad outcome with this. So when I walked out of the store, this man and his little son was standing at the door and I came out and he said, ma'am, ma'am, he said, are you okay? And I said, yes, sir, I am. Thank you. And he said, I want you to know you did not hit that lady. I said, what? He said, we watched her fall. We watched her fall. And I knew you did not see her because she was on the ground at that time. But your car started backing up and all of a sudden you stopped. He said, why did you stop? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, because the Lord, I said, you may not understand this. I said, but the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, stop. It is not safe. And I obeyed. And he said, son, we have witnessed a miracle today. And I said, yes, we have all witnessed a miracle today because if it had not been for the Lord protecting us, we all would have had a different outcome today. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right then and there <clears throat> for protection. And then the Lord said, your obedience brings blessings, Stacy." And whew, what a word from God. And I want to encourage you today that your obedience brings blessings. Don't judge people. You know, let things go. Let the Lord take care of it. Let him fight your battles. He'll take care of all that for you. And another thing that the Lord taught me to do, when you feel these things that the enemy's throwing at you, just laugh, giggle, 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 giggle at the devil. Just giggle at him. Because, you know, sometimes I have these random thoughts and I know they don't belong to Jesus and I'll just laugh out loud. LOL, LOL, <laughs> laughing at the devil. Yeah, <laughs> you think that's going to work? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you know, just laugh. The devil cannot stand laughter. It hurts his ears. So if you feel like crying or screaming or getting aggravated and spewing out some words that are not necessary, if you will laugh, Think of something funny and just laugh. Make a joyful noise. Laugh unto the Lord. The joy of the Lord's your strength. I heard a pastor say that the devil works best in darkness and dirty places. Dark and dirty places. That's where the enemy works best. Dark and dirt. So today I want to encourage you to go home, turn on the lights, and get your house cleaned. <laughs> because you won't have to worry about the enemy. He And I think that pastor said, 
turn on the lights and get out the pine saw and get cleaning. <laughs> I might like Fabuloso or something like that or some thieves cleaner for the non-toxic side of things. But anyway, I just want to encourage you today to stay free of the no stone zone. Don't live in the no stone zone. Tell your girlfriends, hey, you're safe with me. This is the no stone zone. I don't throw them because I don't want them thrown at me. So be blessed today and come back again for another episode. We're just going to keep on trucking along and, and doing what we can do for the sweet Lord. God bless you and I sure do love you. Well, thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed God, Girlfriends, and Giggles. If you'd like to get in contact with me, Stacy Pelop, you can reach me at lambsministry.com. In the meantime, put a smile on your face and live under God's grace.